0: Welcome everyone, another edition of the Equally Responsible Opinion Show. Are those two dudes on a couch? That's right. That could be the name of it.
1: Yeah, two dudes on the couch. Yeah, don't,
0: don't have to be vulgar as my co-host, Victor <laughs> Greenwood, likes it to be.
1: You know, we just like to call it perfect balance. You know, Victor comes <laughs> in and brings his own vibe. We had Nick in the other night. Oh, brought his own vibe. He
0: brought a vibe for real, for real. If you guys haven't listened to our last episode, please go back and listen to our friend Nick Gresham. First time on the podcast. He had some opinions. Did he ever. <laughs> to say the least. Um, we got a lot to get to. NFL week three just kicked off between the Panthers and Texans. We got some NBA, MLB news, and we got some beer news coming up. There's actually oh, yeah. a beer that's too strong that it's actually only allowed in 15 states. It's crazy. We'll get to that story later. But first off, we do have NFL week three. So, Figs, you're a Raiders fan, yeah. Victor is a Raiders fan. Raiders are 2-0. and He wouldn't stop talking about it. Where do the Raiders go from here as we enter NFL Week 3?
1: Well, it should be up. They're going against Miami, who don't have Tua Tagovailoa, who I don't think is that good anyway. But that's oh, beside damn. the okay. point. Okay. They don't have their starting quarterback okay. in this week. Uh, the Raider defense has played much better than I thought they would uh, early in the season. And they played well against two quality opponents, against Baltimore and Pittsburgh, uh, to start the season. But... This will be classic Raiders. They will find a way to lose to a mediocre, at least so far, to start the season without their starting quarterback Miami team. This will be just what you would expect from them. Two huge wins, come back home, and get worked over by Miami. (laughs) Uh, So that's kind of what I'm expecting. I hope I'm wrong, but I've seen this team way too many times over my lifetime to just know this is one of those classic games that they come out flat.
0: There's a lot of eh games this week, I feel like, in the early Not play. the
1: strongest schedule. You Not know? the strongest schedule. There's a
0: lot of eh games in the early, but the one I'm looking at, and we just heard this news earlier this week, Justin Fields yeah. making his first official start against the Cleveland Browns. Uh, if you go back, Chicago Bears fan Nick was actually talking about it because he said this is what he wanted. He wanted him to come out and play a highly rated defense, mm-hmm. which we know the Browns have. So I made a good point that he might not get booed. Justin Field might not get booed. <laughs> hey, front yeah. like play that Ohio State. yeah, Pro Ohio crowd in Cleveland, obviously. Right. He might not get booed when he makes his start. Now, the biggest question is, with that offensive line, can he be mobile against that front four? Uh, you also look at that game. Baker Mayfield got hurt and then came back last week. Jarvis Landry just got put on the IR. But Odell Beckham was a full-going practice. So the Browns are kind of even just kind of going through the motions right. as the season starts right now. But if you look at Justin Fields and the Bears, this could be ultimately the best thing for them as he starts his NFL career. And, of course, head coach Matt Nagy said, well, Daniel, Andy Dalton's our guy. He'll be there once he gets healthy. But I don't know if that's true. If, if, if Dalton uh, doesn't get healthy enough or soon enough, I should say, he might get Wally pipped. Justin Fields might come in. He's mobile, big arm. This might be the beginning of the Justin Fields era in Chicago.
1: I mean, you hope this is why they took him. They're looking for their first real franchise quarterback since some people don't want to give Jay Cutler credit. That, I do. I think Jay, smoking Cutler, was Jay good, Cutler was very, very good for them. Uh, sometimes their downfall was not due to him; it was due to other factors. But, but anyway, uh, we'll have to see. The, the The fear is he comes out and doesn't play well. You know, when Cleveland, who is a good defense or at least has really good talent on their defense, has a full week to prepare for him, does he come out and have one of those, you know, six for 25, three interception kind of games and doesn't mess with his confidence at all? So that's the problem. And I think that's probably what the Bears are trying to protect against, you know, knowing the team wasn't good enough. It's one thing if you have a team that's really good and you can slide a rookie quarterback in there and just say, hey, just don't mess things up. Play well enough. Make a couple of plays. The Bears should be that. Their defense is not as good as I think people believe that they are. And we know they have their share of offensive issues too. So my fear is him kind of being thrown to the wolves behind a poor offensive line against a very good defensive front seven and him getting worked over. And whether or not – I know you can't operate from fear, but it's not even about fear. It's just I don't want to throw this guy out there and end up having him get David Card where it messes up his confidence. And I don't think that's going to happen. I, I don't believe it will, but I do believe it's it's a possibility. He and has that's something that I think they were trying to guard against by allowing Andy Dalton to start. He's a very
0: highly confident person. Like when you come out in your press conference in preseason, and the reporter asks you, "Was the game fast?" and you said it was actually kind of slow to me.
1: I mean, that, he also, yeah, he could have just been saying that. But yes. <laughs> See, he could have been. Show, and he has shown himself well. He's got. He had. Okay, he had a couple of series last week and looked okay, not great. Looked okay. Again, it's different when they're actually game planning for you as opposed to you coming in as a gimmicky sort of you know backup quarterback guy. So, that's So uh, I want to see how he responds to a team that's actually game planning for him. And if he comes out and lights it on fire, then more power to him. And at that point, Matt Nagy, it's undeniable. They have to start him the rest of the way. Yeah, but exactly. if he does struggle, doesn't show what they think he eventually will be, they can put Dalton back in there and say, look, we gave you a good experiment. You got some experience. Sit back down and play the Patrick Mahomes role in year one. Learn in the classroom, and then we'll throw you out there next year. Jeez. Well, speaking of Patrick Mahomes, because you know I was going to go to the West Coast eventually. Yeah. So
0: I do want to start in the AFC West because we started off with your Raiders being 2-0. and The Broncos are also 2-0, yep. and they play the Jets at home. Mm-hmm. So the Broncos, this is their first game at home. Teddy Bridgewater has done a pretty good job They're against good. those – against his opponents. Yeah. But the teams they beaten have not been they not ha- been good. have not been great. Yeah. So, you get to Chargers Chiefs who were supposed to be like the cream of the crop. A lot of people that picked them to win the division. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people had the Chiefs to win the division and the Chargers to be the wild card. Right. Whoever loses this game is one and two. Correct. And theoretically, you already said the Raiders are playing a two-tongue about low list Miami Dolphins team. So, if they get that win, they're 3 and 0, if the Broncos beat the Jets, this is coming off as of Zach Wilson rookie quarterback throwing four interceptions. They could be 3-0. Yep. Now you got one team who's already two games back in the division.
1: Like, that's going to be tough to come out of. So my question to you would be, if that team happens to be Kansas City at 1-2, and two, would you still pick against them to win the division when it's all said no. and done? That's no, the thing. That's I how I feel. Now Kansas City has shown flaws these first couple of weeks, especially defensively, uh, not being able to stop teams. Even like the the interceptions that that uh, that uh, Lamar Jackson threw to the to the Honey Badger were easy plays. If he yes, just, it's not like overthrows. Yeah, it's not, yeah. No disrespect to the Honey Badger, who's a great player and he has instinct and in finding the ball and all that. But those are really bad throws. If it doesn't, if he doesn't turn the, turn the ball over, they might win going away in that game against Kansas City. And then just to find a way to fight back, get stops when you need to against that offense in the fourth quarter. Um, it was an impressive win by Baltimore, but more concern for Kansas City because now you know. Before, they can blow the doors off you and win 42-20. Now it's like, oh, snap, we might be winning 42-40. to 40. Yeah. And That changes things. That puts more pressure on the offense to have to score every single time. And that defense is real leaky right now. I think
0: it was, it was questionable for me because you look at Kansas City. I mean, come on. Clive Edward Hilaire, like he never fumbles, and he yeah. has that one bad play and fumbles, and they even got it to a fourth and one with the Lamar. Yeah, Lamar, do you want to go for it? And it's like, what are you supposed to say? Like, yeah, no, like, nah, cool. punch the ball playing, like, back to Patrick Mahomes. Like, no, you're not doing that. So that was a big win for them. However, I do want to see another game here on the West Coast. And again, if my pockets were fatter, we'd probably be there. But I know they're what you're not. talking about. They're not Bucks Rams. Yeah, come on, Tampa Bay, Tom Brady in L.A. The Bucks' first game on the road this season, mm-hmm. Matt Stafford looks good. If you've heard me talk on this show, you already know how much I love Cooper Cup. He's amazing. Like I you like know? his quote that he had that where it's like, speed is not a necessity, but it's a luxury. Yeah. And he knows he doesn't have it. But when you have over 10 receptions and over 100 yards for two touchdowns on the road. like You light people up week in, week out. I don't care how fast you are. My man knows how to get open. He knows how to make plays. Exactly. And the one thing I love, too, and I brought this up last time, it's we know about Robert Woods. We know about Cooper Cup. We know about those two. We even know about Higby. We know about the tight end, Tyler Higby. Deshaun Jackson is on the Rams. Yeah. And you kind of forget about that. Right. And when Sean McBay comes out and says, Oh, that's right. I need to get him the ball more. I'm thinking, okay. Matt Stafford, he's showing <laughs> off that deep arm. He's not just like, on the. I'm on the tail end of my career. He's like, No, I'm going out here and I'm oh, going to ball. It. Yeah. Oh. I love what the Rams are doing, and you look at the fact that the Cowboys—they are—excuse the Bucks beat the Cowboys. Then they come out and beat the Falcons. Like two defenses who aren't really
1: that strong. Although I will say, Atlanta showed itself pretty decently uh, in the in the early part of the second half against the Bucs. Now the Bucks could have took their foot off the gas, whatever you want to say. But it was mildly competitive for a little bit there between Atlanta and Tampa before Tampa ended up pulling away. That's encouraging for the Rams who are. obviously a better defense than the Falcons are. Yeah. And the Rams beat them last year. So they have that going for them for whatever last year means. Antonio Brown's probably not going to play. We'll have to see if, he has to get two consecutive negative uh, COVID tests. So if he does that, he'll be able to play. He didn't do much last week anyway, and they still rolled up forty eight points. That's true. And That's how stacked they are.
0: It's crazy how stacked they are because uh, it's fantasy. Uh, I have yeah. Chris Godwin. Yeah. And he had so many receptions, but he's not getting the touchdowns. But then you look like Gronk has Gronk. four touchdowns exactly. on the year right. in two weeks, and then you look at Mike Evans has a couple of touchdown passes. Like they're a reception. Excuse me. They're gonna be good. Uh, you look at the NFC South with the inconsistency of Jameis and the Saints. Oh, man. We talked about the Falcons and how they're kind of like, what are you guys doing? Yeah. It's kind of like Carolina. We're watching them right now. Do you really believe in Sam Darnold?
1: I I like Sam Darnold with enough around him personally. I I like him
0: too, but do you believe for him to win the NFC South? The division, no. Okay, there we go. At best, they're
1: competing for a wild card, no.
0: There you go. So you look at Tom Brady, you look at, the Rams. I'm not going to be that person who says, in going into week three, NFC Championship matchup. But this is going to be a very highly entertaining game. I a little cannot sur- wait.
1: I'm a little surprised this is not a primetime
0: game, by the way, too. That this was not put on Monday or Sunday night. I was surprised by that, too. But then I look at Sunday night, where you look at Packers and Niners. Yeah. That's going to be a good game. And I think that also just shows the magnitude of... Aaron Rodgers. Absolutely. I mean, I guess Tom Brady as well has magnitude. Duh. Like, come on. All the Super Bowl rings he has. But Aaron
1: Rodgers is clearly, you know... He was the talk of the, of the, the NFL in the entire yeah, offseason gosh, and what yes. his future was going to be. This might be the quote-unquote last dance for he and Devontae Adams. So I get that. And obviously the 49ers that had all the injuries last year. They're expected to be back, although they can't find a tailback to save their lives to stay healthy. <laughs> um, is their issue. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to that Rams-Bucks game. I think that's going to be really exciting, a really entertaining one. Isn't it funny that Phil Jackson – I don't know if it's funny,
0: but isn't it interesting that Phil Jackson didn't uh, copyright or trademark the last dance?
1: Yeah, that he just kind of just did it. Yeah. and He's like, even...
0: oh, yeah, last dance. Like, this is a thing.
1: Well, especially if you knew at the time that everything was being filmed. But, again, if that was a Michael Jordan thing, then maybe, you know, I don't know how, what the negotiations would have been between Phil and Mike when it came to that. Hey, hey Phil, I'll give you all the peyote you want. Just let me, print, <laughs> let me keep the <laughs> trademark on the name well, there.
0: Well, no, the question for me is does, does Michael – mr jordan mr michael jeffrey jordan i don't know what to call him mj does he have uh i took that personal trademark oh if he doesn't he should that's the question
1: because it's been going around a lot since then oh since that came out and i took that personal yeah
0: and i think out of everything he said in that doc the fact that that was that's the one line yeah (laughs) out of everything he like exposed of himself where he's like yeah i was an asshole of a teammate I didn't want this doc to get made for so long because I thought people weren't gonna like me. I was gonna come across as a jerk,
1: but everyone just remembers him as.
0: And I took that personal.
1: Yep. <laughs> well, it's actually- by the way, people acknowledge the fact that he was a jerk and that he was a giant a hole, but they don't care because if he leads the goat, so it doesn't matter. They well, feel like they gives you license to be a to be an a hole. Well,
0: so. I, so my biggest thing is is A-ro- is Aaron. I was gonna call him a Rod. Is Aaron Rodgers an a hole? Some would say, yeah.
1: Some former teammates would say that.
0: Like, But it, yeah. and the thing about him, it's like you look at Jordan. Jordan backed it up, 6-for-6, six six, the one stat that we will take to our graves.
1: Mm-hmm. Jordan was 6-for-6. Six six. Rodgers? One championship. You one one. Although I will say that the sports are different. It's a different dynamic. But, yes, that, that is true. I would say the times that they have lost in the postseason, with the exception of once that I can think of, have never been his fault true uh so it's, it's never been on the fact that i mean i remember a playoff game that they lost like 45 to 38 the packers didn't punt once the only they lost in overtime to the cardinals because he got strip sacked fumbled and they scored a touchdown i remember that vividly oh jeez. it was just like tough break kind of losses like that have played in his entire career but yeah he's been aloof he'll you know not talk to teammates say he's hollywood say weird things to the media here and there you know that he's always been just wired differently relax That's how I, yeah relax <laughs> which i think that year they got off to a slow start he said that and they rattled off a bunch of wins well, So
0: i think the biggest thing too is they're back to being one and one yeah but they easily go to one and two as well because if you look at san francisco san francisco's undefeated mm-hmm. and we all keep saying like we talk about these rookie quarterbacks you look at mac jones You look at zach wilson uh you look at those two guys but it's like trey lance He's sitting over it with Justin Fields,
1: rookie quarterback, getting you a know, start. Trey's not going to play this year if Garoppolo stays healthy. Now, Garoppolo never stays healthy. So, I will say it's more likely than not that Trey Lance is probably going to get a start this year if you just go off of Garoppolo's history the last couple of years. But Jimmy G has still shown that he's still obviously a capable quarterback and a really good player. And I think it's a similar situation. San Francisco has less pressure to put uh, to put uh, Trey Lance in because they know what Garoppolo can do and what his history is when he's healthy. The whole thought was, well... By week eight or whenever the trade deadline is, if a starter gets hurt, they'll try to flip Garoppolo for a first-round pick. And then at that point in time, they'll ease Lance in, give him a snap here or there, and then just give him the keys mid-season. Well, I don't know if I like that theory or not, but I guess it makes sense.
0: Well, the one thing I want to see is if you're Jimmy Garoppolo, are you going to actually take a game over, or are you going to be a game manager?
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's kind of what he's been mostly a game manager most of his That's the thing.
0: I mean, you look at the game they play against the Lions in week one, they get that huge lead to start. Detroit claws their way back, no pun intended. Yeah, uh, Then they, they lose. You play at Philly. After Philly had that great week against Atlanta, you win, what, like 19? 17 to 11. Yeah, I mean, like it something well. very odd. odd basically score. two
1: drives. You had two 90-plus yard drives, one in the first half, one in the second half, and that was it. That was it. Yeah. And that was
0: the game. And now that I look at this Sunday night game between Green Bay and San Francisco, San Francisco's favored by three. Mm-hmm. Now, mind you, that's probably just three points they get for being at home. Right. And I don't want to ever doubt Aaron Rodgers and San Francisco – I know he hasn't, like, the best record there, but I always think of guys who are from that area mm-hmm. and who feel like they got slighted and we can go back to the draft when he was in the green room and he thought he was going to be drafted by the 49ers. And Alex Smith was taken, yeah. And then, boom, I just I never want to bet against Aaron Rodgers on the road, especially when he's going in San Francisco, uh, also because fantasy quarterback.
1: Now, <laughs> well, obviously. I mean, like in San Francisco's defense is obviously uh, very good, but and we saw even... With as well as they played against Detroit, especially in the second half. I think first half, I believe that weren't they down seventeen to ten at halftime the yeah. Packers were? Yeah. Before they turned it on in the second half, and Detroit's defense is nothing great either.
0: If you lose um, to if you lose to Jared Goff at home mm-hmm. at Lambeau Yeah, we might have to start looking. Yeah, I'm not gonna say Jordan Love, but I mean Mm -hmm. we we have to start looking around at what's going on, Aaron. And
1: it's not even all Aaron, obviously. Oh, Uh, their defense is not good. Clearly, it's shown that the last, the first, obviously the Saints game was ridiculous. Yeah, and the fact that Lions were able to move the ball as well as they were able to move it against that defense in Lambeau Field, not encouraging. So, but but then
0: again, it goes back to who's gonna win that division. Lions are 0 and 2. Yeah, the Bears are 1 -1, and 1, and then you look at Minnesota; they're 0 and 2. Right. So, and, the,
1: and Minnesota could easily be 2-0. You very know. true. It's about games that get away from you early in the season. Minnesota, well, look, they all kind of look the same to a certain degree. Minnesota and Green Bay look like teams that can score points but can't stop anybody. More yeah. so Minnesota. Green Bay looked terrible in week one, obviously, against the Saints. Uh, Detroit, they can do a little bit offensively, but they're not going to blow your doors off. And on defense, they're just not very good to begin with. Yes. you know. So you look at the and the Bears. We've talked about them a little bit earlier. So – I, st- I still feel the favorite at this moment is Green Bay, and I might give right behind them. I think it's Minnesota. Um, but it's not the strongest division just in general.
0: Well, I think the craziest thing to me is, and I told Victor this, if you look at the MGM Grand when they did over-unders for the year, their most – their highly contested over-under win total was the Detroit Lions. Really? At five and a half. Okay. Do you think the Lions win more than five games? That was the most highly contested. I, apparently, according I believe it was according to Darren Rovell, the most bet on over was the Lions to get more than five wins, and the most bet on under was the Lions to not have five wins. Interesting. Yeah, so when you look at that. Oh, and you my money. Um, I mean, we got 17 games this year. That's the thing.
1: When you add the additional game, I might take the over on the five and a half because of that.
0: But then you look at, like, who, like, do you think they win a game in the division? Like Probably
1: you always it's rare that you go ofer in the division. That's hard to do. But it's also almost o- as hard as you, going 0 and 16 like the Lions did though. Oh, the <laughs> most difficult thing for me, the Raiders did this back in 2008 or 9, I forget. They went undefeated in their division and missed the playoffs. They went 6 and 0 in the division and still missed the playoffs. They went 8 and 8 overall. Woo. That's like the most amazing stat. Of anything, who was that? Was that the Cable guy, or was that Gruden? That was uh, Cable. That was that Tom was cable. cable. That was okay. Tim Tebow. Uh, that was the year that Tebow had that oh. throw against the Steelers uh, in that playoff game. Oh, man, that yeah. was the year the Broncos. That was a uh, he had God on his side. That's why, that, I mean. that, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah, yeah I will go. I will probably go over with the seventeen games. I think Detroit can win six games. Yeah. Ah, that's tough. and I think they can win. Look, teams that they can beat, they can beat the Bears. I think they could probably beat Minnesota. Screen Bay, 0-4. but no. Green Bay, (laughs) Probably not. No. No. Even at home.
0: Yeah, probably not. Uh, But, no, I do want to stick it to the Bay Area. So, that Packers 49ers game, that's our Sunday night game. Again, as we said, the 49ers are favored by three. Have to see what Aaron Rodgers can do on the road. But I do want to stay in the San Francisco area. It came out today that Andrew Wiggins may not be able to play home games because he has yet to receive the vaccine. Then it came out with Kyrie Irving also may have to miss some games, home games due to New York's vaccine mandate. Right. And he might miss some home games for the Nets. So, figs. where are your opinions on these two players who have yet to get the vaccine?
1: Well, I'll speak on Wiggins first, because he's the one who had the quote back in March or April saying, like, I'm not getting the vaccine unless I'm forced to. was like, well, you're not being forced to, but you're going to miss games and paychecks and important games. So, you're kind of being forced to. So, you're kind of holding your feet to the fire. Do you want to get it done or do you not? Kyrie Irving has always lived on his own planet. So... Uh, that doesn't surprise me. Is it round all. or is it flat? What's that? Is His planet. planet. Is it, right. it round or is it flat? That's a good point. <laughs> good one on that. I wasn't even, my mindset wasn't even there. Like, <laughs> handed that baton right off the Kurt and picked it up. I liked it. Uh, and by the way, when it comes to more, I think Andrew will be more apt to get it than Kyrie. Kyrie will be like, oh, I have to miss every home game? Cool. Yeah, I'll miss forty games and just come oh, out and yeah. just travel on the road. Yeah. If any NBA player. He'd be the one most willing to do that. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Like, oh, I can only play on the road. Okay. okay, yeah, but I
1: can absolutely see him doing it. The
0: that. thing that bothers me about Wiggins and it's Wiggins specifically is it came out earlier this week that California has the lowest transmission rate of any state when it comes to COVID nineteen, right. and that's also because we are one of the most highly vaccinated states in the country.
1: And also, we have, just have a, a lot more restrictions in
0: other places, too. So, I think a combination of the two, yeah. Yeah, I, but then, like, okay, Andrew Wiggins, how much of this do we need to explain to you? Right. What else are you not getting about this? They
1: hired a doctor to talk to him one-on-one, and, he, and even after talking to the doctor, he still wouldn't change his mind.
0: That's fine, then. You know what you can do? I can't send you down to the G League because that's in Santa Cruz, California. Right. So, where do you want to go? Because my biggest thing is, like, you're Canadian. Correct. Canada just reopened to us. Yep. We saw how strict they were when it came to COVID protocols. Do you not miss – I don't know what his family situation is, but do you not miss, like, going home and, and yeah, going to do not. that? <laughs> he, <laughs> he might not. <laughs> <laughs> he might not. But at the same time, it's like – you know, <laughs> like... Are you know. Are you not, like – are you happy being, like, stuck at home? Like, are people right. that desensitized to what happened to us in March of 2020 when we were stuck inside? Yeah. I don't get it. How much more information do you need, Andrew Wiggins, before you look at it and say, okay, you know what? This is bigger than me. And it's not even about just you and missing home games. If it's a California mandate, there's three other teams in the state of California, exactly, and those are division games. You talk about like winning to like how much it means to win your division. That's mm-hmm. huge, correct. especially when you played a playing game against the Lakers last, last year. year Imagine if that happened again, and you got like you couldn't play against the Clippers or Kings or Lakers, and your team really needed that game because you are too afraid, or I think he's, like, the team is saying it might be his religious
1: beliefs We he not well, get the vaccine. Well, if it's a religious belief, then they will give him an exemption for that. And so I totally understand that, that. wouldn't be a problem. Yes. Well, if it truly is, so that doesn't seem to be what to think, because if, if that truly was the issue, then he will be exempt. So that is a, that's not what's being discussed right now, at least not from what I've seen. So... I t-
0: it's, it's tough for me to not look at someone and being like, what else do you really need? Right. Especially when you live in California and the vaccine rollout happened so long ago mm-hmm. that you could have gotten it. You could have done more research. Hey, you want the Pfizer vaccine that's now FDA approved? Go and get that. Right. Or, hey, you don't like needles, don't like getting shots. Just get the Johnson & Johnson. At least – if you're talking about telling me that he got a doctor to talk to him one-on-one and he's still not getting it. I don't at, know what else you can do at that point. At some point, this, this gets to me because at some point next week or within the next two weeks, you're going to have NBA media day. Yeah. Yeah, you're going to want to talk to Steph. You're going to want to talk to Clay to see how his rehab's going. Hey, Draymond, what are your thoughts about winning the Olympics and the season? But there's now a huge arrow on your back.
1: Yeah, you're a distraction now. A distraction. Because people are going to ask Steve Kerr about it. People are going to ask Steph and Clay about it. Exactly. And it's going to be a giant thing. Outside of you just getting the vaccine. Like when people say, I don't know the science behind it, what it's going to do. The science is out there. You can look it up. You can see exactly what's in it. Exactly. What it does. How it affects your body. All of that is laid out there for you. And you, people still don't want to believe it. And now it's to your point, it's not just to his own detriment. If it was just him individually, do whatever you want. You're affecting your teammates. You're affecting the organization. You get paid. What is he getting paid like twenty eight million dollars a year? Whatever he's making right now to go out and play basketball, it's it's a pretty selfish decision. That's not that's not only affecting you, but affecting a lot of other people. And why even waste our time trying to address Kyrie Irving? Because he's going to do his own thing. Oh, he's
0: going to do his own thing anyway. My thing for him is like I don't know where he lives, but if it's Jersey or even New York, it doesn't matter. Yeah, uh, one of them. Did you not? Did you not see what happened in New York? Like New York was hit so hard by the pandemic. With everything that happened with their new like what happened with their nursing homes and all that stuff. But my thing with Wiggins is what other science do you need? Not only is that the question, but you live in San Francisco. Hi. That's a huge area for world renowned hospitals. You have medical staff that's on the team's roster. Yeah. How like whose opinion is it gonna take for you to be like, you know what, I need this? And then also for you to go out there and not even think about your teammates or other staff members or other player personnel. I think that is so selfish. And you have to think like, okay, if it is religious beliefs, again, totally understand that. If if it's religious, he should get an exemption for it. Yeah, absolutely. But if not, it's kind of like I I don't know what we're doing.
1: Yeah, I I don't want to go off on a tangent. But the people, the Tuskegee experiment people who are afraid of that, I was like that was very controlled. Going after a very specific part of the population at a specific age and time. Yes, everybody's getting this shot. Yes, exactly. So unless they're just trying to like screw over the entire population of the country, which, which maybe they are, but yes. I highly doubt it. Yes. Then from that, I don't think you have much to fear from that standpoint either.
0: I think the biggest thing for me is when you look at that argument. If you don't know what the Tuskegee <laughs> experiment was, please stop listening to us and go Google yeah, and do it up. some research. Yeah, please. But you're absolutely right. That was a certain point in time when the U.S. government looked at black people as lab rats rather yeah. than people. However, you knew this vaccine was a big deal once you started seeing Donald Trump take it yep. and the anchors at Fox News take mm-hmm. it. Don't let them fool you. With yeah, this all the rhetoric. ones
1: who are yelling about it, they yes. ha- they've
0: been vaccinated. Yes, exactly.
1: Most of them have been.
0: And that's the thing. It's like. Ronda Santos in Florida yeah. vaccinated. Right. Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas, vaccinated, and he has mm-hmm. someone who cleans his desk and does all this stuff. The for biggest right wing, Mitch
1: McConnell, will yell from the mountaintops to tell everybody to get vaccinated. Exactly. You know? So for it, it has politicized as this has gotten. Even people on the extremes of, of both sides have said, "Get the damn vaccine." And the thing so, that
0: the thing that makes me sad, and not to go down this road, but when I hear all these stories, one came out recently of a mother of four who was anti-vax, saying she was unmasked, she was not going to have her freedom taken away from her. She passed away from COVID. And we're starting to hear more and more stories like this. And she was a mother of four. And I can't think, like, what those kids are going to think about year, 5, 10, 15 years from now, thinking about that. And is it really worth it to prove a point
1: to a bunch of people who you don't know in real life and, uh, and ultimately after you've passed won't care about you exactly you know they'll keep on pushing exactly. that's the sad part when you talk when you talk about people who have children and they're losing their parents over something that's so easily preventable is the problem for me none of this has to happen very little of this has to happen to anybody. And because people are being stubborn for whatever reason they want to give, not valid for my personal opinion. Facts. It's just it's ridiculous. And you're letting it go again, we're talking about the selfishness on a more serious level than Andrew Wiggins affecting a basketball team. This is now the livelihood of your kids. Exactly. Who now don't
0: have their mom. Exactly. And your kids are also going to school. And we've seen that some vaccines are being rolled out and are safe for children to take. Mm-hmm. And I, I, you know what? Again, if you haven't figured out by now, I am a huge proponent yeah. <laughs> of the vaccine. I hope everyone gets it yeah, as well, soon I was, as they possibly I got my can. Va- I
1: got my vaccinations when I was a kid. I oh, think I turned out decent. Did. I think I turned out halfway decent. So
0: oh, they're still they're, they're still waiting on the test results for me, oh, uh, we'll I'm sure
1: exactly. My third eye hadn't started growing yet. We'll <laughs> wait and see. I'm looking like the fish on the Simpsons.
0: So. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, but I do want to switch to baseball because All right. just saw before we start recording the Padres somehow won. Don't know how it happened. They just snapped a five-game losing streak. The Man, Cardinals so bad. The Cardinals have won what eleven in a row. It's just All it's fired. crazy. Uh, there's so many things that need to happen. The Dodgers won earlier today against Colorado. They're only one game back of the division. So much stuff is going on in baseball. So figs, what are your thoughts as we round out? No pun intended. Round out the last two weeks of the season.
1: I'll say that this is why I don't want them to expand the playoffs because if they expand it to fourteen teams, most of this drama isn't happening. Right. The only race that will be relevant is Oakland or Seattle possibly being able to push Toronto or the Yankees for the final wild card in the American League. But we have all this stuff going on independent of the division race between the Dodgers and the uh, Giants. That would happen anyway. But Padres still fighting with the Cardinals, still fighting with the Reds. Look at how the American League, how tight that is between Boston, the Yankees, and Toronto. Three teams fighting for two spots. That's amazing. You don't have that if you expand it. I do believe the wild card round is stupid to have a one-game play in. At worst, it should be best of three it's ridiculous that a team like the Giants or the Dodgers are going to end up winning over 100 games and their season comes wall, down to one card, game. Yeah. Why do we pay 162 so we can end up playing one? Yeah, exactly. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard Against of my life.
0: two dominant teams because if you look at the Dodgers, they have the best starting lineup oh, in easily. baseball, best starting pitch up in, pitching in baseball. And if you're saying, well, there's one guy that has to go get a win, that's great. But if somehow they lose? Yeah. And, like, what did it all mean? Yeah, if Adam
1: Wainwright, let's say the Cardinals make it, and he comes out and, pl- and pitches like Adam Wainwright for 10 years ago, You're out after one game. And I played 162 for nothing. It's the dumbest thing I understand. It's the thrill of having an automatic game seven, elimination game. And you know what? That's fine. How about you get division winners at the top, get a bye, and then two wild cards play each other, and then the wild card makes it in. Yeah. And there's a way to figure this out without having it be a do-or-die situation for a team that's going to win over 100 games.
0: I totally agree with you, and I will say this. I really hope – that we get a lot of players who we haven't seen before in the playoffs. Yeah. So we saw Tatis last year, who played really well. But Vlad Guerrero Jr., Mm -hmm. Tatis, those two guys who are both now over 40 home runs on the season. Amazing. Both 22, like less than 22 years old, which is just crazy. Tatis
1: especially to me. Considering how many games he's missed, and his shoulder pops out every three seconds. (laughs) It's amazing that he's having the season that he's having.
0: His shoulder has popped up from swinging too hard, from trying to stretch a double into a triple. Let me ask you this real quick. Tatis NL MVP. If the, Padres, the problem is if the Padres don't make it, yeah. But you put in the fact that he missed all those games. If the Padres don't make it, is Tatis still the MVP? Should he
1: be? Yes. The problem is they can't. You can't ignore their slide. The fact that they've been so not his bad. fault. Not it's his fault. Not his fault. But starting the, pitching. But that's going to be held against him. Start, starting pitching. And look, a team like the Phillies might not even make the playoffs, but because Bryce Harper has been so good in the second half, I think that kind of brings Bryce up. And the performance of the Padres brings Tatis down a little bit. So, if it were me, if I had a vote, I don't. Uh, I'd probably <laughs> give it to, uh, to Tatis. Yes, but there I, we go. It's probably going to end up going to Bryce Harper. And, look, there is even love, although he's tailed off. There was love for a while for Max Muncie. True. Uh, but I think that's kind of tailed off because he hasn't played extremely well the last month or so. Though he had a big one run tonight.
0: it wasn't his fault he missed that many games. Tatis played really well.
1: well. Forty home runs. Didn't have to slide face first into that one base. He that's, missed that's he missed tr- a couple of weeks just on that. So
0: over twenty five stolen bases. Tatis in MVP it'd be I want to cuss, but it'd be great if he won because that'd be great for the city. Of San Diego. And it sucks
1: too, but this sort of the blow up between he and Machado, and if Machado actually did say to him, "This ain't about you," that's just love. It's probably not a good look to the voters who see <laughs> this sort of thing. And if he saw saw it as being like a oh, a prima donna or no, conceded, nah, nah. nah, which that's, I've heard.
0: No, I mean you're 22 years old. Yeah, you are the go. next face of baseball. Yeah, stop it. No, he's okay. having a good time right now. Okay, just, if the Padres don't make the playoffs, that hurts though. That Absolutely. Well, hurts. The
1: problem is, it's a regular season award too. So technically that shouldn't matter. Yes. Uh, but it, we all know that it does. Yes. We all that's know true. that it does. And but, the fact that they have so many expectations coming into the season, got off to a good start and it's just gone to crap the last month and a half. Right. That's going to be hard for a lot of people to not look at. Look, even Otani. O'Tani's having a phenomenal season, a historical season for the angels. He's tailed off on the second half of the season. Vlad jr. Shot up. Vlad jr. Even still has a chance to win the triple crown. It's probably not going to happen. But he has a chance to. So Otani's breaking all these records, being a two-way player. But ultimately, what does it mean when you're playing for a team that's 18 games out of the playoffs? I think that's going to work against them, especially when someone like Vlad Guerrero Jr. is playing for a team that's likely going to make the playoffs. And he could end up making history, too, by being the first player since Miggy did it to win the Triple Crown. So... Uh, where it seemed obvious that Otani was going to win the AL MVP, regardless of where the angels finished, that might not be the case now because you have a great young face of baseball, like Vlad jr. Who's having a phenomenal season for a team that's likely going to make the playoffs. All of those things factor in when it comes to, I know it's not, it's not a postseason award, but even in factoring a regular season award, that does matter.
0: That's true. I do think baseball is becoming more exciting as these uh, final weeks come through. You do have all your big, Le- with the exception of, like, the Cubs. You got the Yankees in there. You got the Red Sox in there. You got the Cardinals in there. The Mets there. are
1: technically alive, but not really.
0: I was going to say the <laughs> Mets. I didn't want to say their name in there because I, I love the Javier Baez booing. Yeah. I love that so much. But you do have that stuff in there. But we have to see how how that develops as we move into October. I want to skip ahead to November. Okay. Because something big is coming up in November. Uh, Canelo Alvarez will fight Caleb Plant. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you saw the press conference. between. It. Oh, my gosh. Alvarez, Plant. Apparently, Plant called him an mf'er er
1: He said something about his mom or something?
0: I thought Canelo, I thought he called Canelo an mf'er, and Canelo thought he was talking about, about his him. mother. Right. And that's when Canelo hit him with that, bam. Yeah, sm- hit him with that, bam. Yeah. <laughs> and then when Plant came back, he ducked. That video was fantastic. I always
1: wonder which is worse, getting slapped with an open hand or getting uh, shoved with a face shove. Oh. smush. Okay. A smush, I think, is what it's called. Someone puts their palm on your face and just shoves it backwards, or they smack you. Both disrespectful. I'd rather get punched than either of them. <laughs> uh, but I did that seeing that made me think of that. I was like, would I rather be slapped or smushed?
0: So the first thing I thought it was, is this real? Because it's typically, you, you never see a, know. You see yeah. this at the pre fight weigh ins, yeah. and they do all that. But then when this happened, I was like, Canelo moved kind of quick back. No. If this was fake, like if he knew it was coming, he probably would have like, oh, okay, it's coming. No, he took it's a full right. step back and then he came back with the swing open palm I was like,
1: oh. Yeah, they were going.
0: And then my biggest question is as a boxer, did Canelo not hit him with a, a closed fist? Did he hit him with the open palm when he was coming back on him because I don't
1: want to hurt my wrist before the fight? Probably. That was my thing. Or I don't want to jeopardize not having a fight. Or I don't know if there's a lawsuit because technically you're not in the ring. And if you just punch a guy, that could be assault. All these things I'm sure they know and have been prepped on when it comes to this. So I never knew that there could be many layers as to why you wouldn't want to go actually, actually go off and like cold cock a guy. That's why when these guys get in each other's faces and start talking, nobody really takes it that seriously because they both know in their minds what's at stake. Yeah, so I don't want to risk hurting this dude, getting thrown in jail, or not having a fight and not making all my money. So you
0: know? the big thing is, this fight, I believe, is November 6th. So, I believe the first weekend of November. First yeah. weekend of November. This whole thing has made me want to watch them
1: yeah. even more. Well, Canelo's, I mean, he's he'll probably draw. the best pound for pound fighter right now anyway. So, yeah. uh, he, he will draw. He always has. Obviously, really popular with the uh, with the Mexican-American audience. So, he'll he'll get his buys for sure. But my biggest question now is,
0: going back to you, we talked about this. Isn't it where, like, if you're a trained boxer and you're about to get into a fight with someone, don't you have to technically say out loud are you comfortable doing this? Or like my fists are
1: technically you're like a, a registered, like killing machine. Yeah.
0: Essentially. So, but my thing is like, if you're a boxer and you're about to fight another boxer, do you both have to say it?
1: I don't know how that works. <laughs> it also changes. Like if a guy jumps on your back and tries to choke you, that's self-defense, no matter what you do. Okay. You know, it's not, if you're squaring off with somebody, then maybe the rules are a little bit different. Um, but yeah, yeah, like people talk about how like Mike Tyson's hands were like certified like the register registered or as like weapons it. Yeah, That's what weapons, yeah. Deadly weapons. Deadly weapons. That's My hilarious. My guess is as a professional fighter, you probably are licensed as that, but I don't know if it varies from person to person. If there's a application process you have to go through for that, there's some sort of <laughs> tests you have to go through. <laughs> <laughs> well, Punch this bird, see how many how how well it explodes we will determine whether or not you're a killer machine.
0: I'm a big fan of Washington state law, which is mutual combat. Okay. What know. is this law? So what is that Oh, mean? I don't know if there's – I don't know how many states have it, but it's basically a verbal agreement. If you and I are about to get into an altercation, I can say to you, do you verbally agree to this fight? And if you say yes and give your consent, we can fight and none of us get
1: charged with anything. Oh.
0: Huh. Now, we okay. probably have to dig deeper into that law. Right. But I do know with mutual combat, if I say yes, you say yes – we can do this it's like
1: I challenge you to a duel. Yeah, basically, yeah, okay. and yeah.
0: there would be no ramp. Like, I don't think there'd be like an assault charge. Now there might be like a drunken disorderly. Because I am assuming most right. people who are doing this are drunk.
1: Or does it just like just fisticuffs? If I like break off the leg of a chair and start yeah. whaling <laughs> yeah. you with it, like is that? I believe that still that's under the rules.
0: Like, how does that work? I, I believe that <laughs> might be going a little bit too far. But let's actually look at mutual combat states. Oh, apparently there is more than one. Apparently, Well, uh, since
1: he's looking that up too, since so we're talking fights, I did see uh, Oscar De La Hoya, uh, who was supposed to fight. Uh, Belfort a couple of weeks ago oh, that's and right. unfortunately Evander Holyfield fought him and um, mm. he
0: looks old he didn't look good because he is old so
1: much so that they, they, the Florida Athletic Commission suspended him saying you can't fight you can't put a sentence together he couldn't before he got into the ring again by the way Evander Holyfield they was like yes yeah, just for your own safety we're not going to allow you to fight for 30 days but Oscar De La Hoya couldn't fight because he had COVID he said that he would like to fight Floyd Mayweather for $100 million he said he paid pay Floyd $100 million to fight him again and I say why. Why do we need to see that, Oscar. We saw that fourteen <laughs> years ago and saw how that worked out for you. Not well. You think you're gonna do better now? No. 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 I'm, gonna I'm gonna pass on I'm gonna pass on that one. And
0: my biggest thing is I don't wanna see this anymore. Right. Like my thing is I, I would love to watch this because I understand it's a showtime fight. So I get that. Right. But when you look at these thriller fights with Jake Paul, Logan brothers. Paul, and then you look at some of these guys who aren't really fighting to fight, they're just fighting for their money, which hey, get the bag. If you can go out there and do a three round yeah. Five minute each round and 15 minutes you've made, than, made more than $10 million. Hey, get the bag. Get the you, paper. But you
1: ain't getting it from me. You're not That's getting it from saying. me. You're not getting the money from me. I'm
0: not watching. I think even for me, it's I'm not a big UFC fan yeah. because my thing is like every fight to me reminds me of what Tyson was like in the 90s where it's why did I just pay 80 bucks for a fight that lasted maybe two minutes? Like the biggest one that I can think of, it wasn't. Uh, any male fighter it was Ronda Rousey right that's yeah, her
1: fights yeah when she was at her peak yeah they were like 15 seconds right
0: and I think even when she got knocked out by Holly Holm that wasn't even that like a was, long fight
1: no that was in the first round yeah
0: that's, so Connor McGregor I don't want to watch that the, the only one big ones is like okay Connor McGregor and Nate Diaz but even Conor <laughs> yeah. that like the first Connor McGregor and Nate Diaz was like oh my god this was actually like a good combat sport I would watch it but hey if you're tuning in in pain Good for you. Yeah, by all means. That will never be my money.
1: Never. Uh, But
0: it's actually interesting, because speaking of Conor McGregor, did you see how the first pitch he threw at the Cubs game? I did. That was awful. Yeah. That was just awful. And my question is, I know you're from Ireland. They don't have a lot of baseball over there. But you would just think that, like.
1: Or you can lob it towards the plate straight. The the idea that you have to fire in a fastball or whatever, or like a curveball or something, just lob it towards the plate. Nobody will think less of you. It's fine. We saw 50 we all Uh, think less of him it's fine I mean
0: I think going to the mound a lot of people think it's easy because it's just like oh pitch and catch but I think so many people put a lot of emphasis on oh I gotta do this just like a pitching motion I gotta try to get over the plate and go super strong and it doesn't work like that Connor like you're a big dude and you're in that tight little suit yeah well that doesn't help his butt was tight
1: (laughs) and we all recognize and acknowledge you are not a major league pitcher we're not gonna think less of you if you just lob it towards the plate it's cool exactly just make it there even if you get short the catcher will reach out Help you out, but the 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 fact that you will fire it off into the thirtieth row, way off screen, uh, that there is a politician, and I forget exactly who it was, who was just as bad as fifty cent. Is it Cincinnati mayor? Maybe it was Cincinnati. The Cincinnati mayor, I remember that. Okay, maybe it was Cincinnati. But I mean, that's right up there with fifty cent and and the guy from Cincinnati has the worst pitch, first pitches ever.
0: That's John Wall wasn't great. Yeah, John Wall. John Wall was bad too. Uh, Lonzo, I think they did like a lot of the Chicago Bulls guys did some at the White Sox, and Lonzo's look good. Yeah. But you think like you would think like that transfer's over. Yeah, like, well, especially if you're transfer. a point guard and, yeah. and you're
1: used to like hitting the head, you know, throwing from the backcourt to the frontcourt, that would help you if you're somebody like a quarterback. You never have an issue. True. If you're a quarterback, the one out of first pitch, you should never have a problem. I know the ball is smaller, but you got enough zip in your arm to, to, get, the to ball. get out there. Yeah, to get it to the to get it to the plate. Man, that's
0: hilarious, dude. My thing with Connor is go back to your room, drink your. Twelve property, whiskey, property twelve. It is. Yeah. What's
1: it called? I forget the name of it. I don't. Right? I don't I know don't if know. I ever knew the name of it.
0: I am going to be honest with you. I don't think. I think I had it once, and I was like, proper twelve? Is that it?" I don't. I don't you feeling I don't, it. I don't, I don't. I don't. I was not a fan of it. Okay. It was okay. I'll stick with Jameson when it comes to whiskey. Uh, but we are going to move to the alcohol section, and I don't have Let's my two. Go. I don't have my two bottles of fresh bourbon, who we always represent. Sorry, on Sorry, I drank them both. <laughs>
1: right, right before the show, straight to the head.
0: Hey, those those drinks were strong. <laughs> I do want to get to the story where, uh, according to CNN. Samuel Adams has a beer that's so strong, it's illegal in 15 states. That's wild. So Samuel Adams is launching a new limited edition beer, and it packs such a potent punch, it's illegal in 15 states. Utopias are illegal because they contain 28% alcohol by volume, more than five times the potency of typical U.S. brews. So... uh when are we trying this? <laughs> I'm surprised it you don't have
1: some here already. Well, it, it doesn't right.
0: say what states they're illegal in.
1: Right. Oh, I saw a listing of the states that they. Oh, are, are they really? In. I saw a list of the states they are not allowed in. California is not one of them.
0: Oh, geez. So
1: California is not on the list of restricted states. Oh,
0: be on the lookout for when we try that.
1: Yeah. So I know they only release a certain amount. Is it like ten thousand or something like that? Whenever they do roll these out, it's not a lot. Whatever it is, it's not a lot. Um, and they're and it's super high priced, but. Oh, yeah, it's I, worth I, it.
0: I can believe it. Yeah, it was worth
1: it. i will try it out.
0: I mean, I would try it just to try it and then just be like, huh. The
1: worst part is you have to buy like a 24-pack and the open one is like, man, this tastes like a goat's ass. And that's and when I you I have just, this whole case of yeah, beer. Yeah. <laughs> that's Nobody's when you just invite drink. friends over. Yeah. Yeah, right. And, and just could, be like, hey, who wants to do this? Hey, Finn, go help me drink this beer. <laughs> okay. So
0: the states that's illegal in is Alabama, Arkansas, Georgia, Idaho, Missouri, Mississippi, Montana, New Hampshire, North Carolina- Oklahoma, Oregon, South Carolina, Utah, Vermont, and West Virginia. There's a
1: lot of Bible Belt down there.
0: I was going to yeah, say, it's yeah. a lot of South. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised south, by Oregon.
1: A lot of rural, like, Midwest.
0: Well, Utah doesn't surprise me. No. Vermont, I mean, you can always drive down to Massachusetts, I like guess, yep. if you're in Vermont. New Hampshire, same thing. Idaho, Idaho and, is, and Montana. That's kind of surprising, but you know. 28% alcohol by volume. Ooh, Ooh we kind of have to go get this. Facts a punch.
1: The price, I think you have to order it. I don't know if you can like go into a, a store, a brick and mortar, and buy it somewhere. I don't know if it's on the Sam Adams website or what it oh, is. Oh,
0: so each twenty five point four ounce Utopia bottle, it comes in a bronze flashlight shaped container, mm-hmm. is retail price at two forty.
1: Two forty for a bottle. Okay. They're
0: extremely limited, and they go on sale October eleventh. Okay. So what it sounds like is <laughs> we'll be doing a live show <laughs> with <laughs> live the taste Ad- test. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so be on the lookout for that because we're definitely going to pass around the pot yep. and be like, how much you got? Yeah,
1: right. <laughs> Divide this like, up. Ooh, a little short this month there, player. Yeah. Hey,
0: that's... Y'all take Chuck E. Cheese tokens? Is that, if, if we yeah. do four of us, that's 60 bucks a person.
1: Yeah, for to Woo! share a beer. To share a beer. We're yeah.
0: we going to be lit. Yeah.
1: Well, there's no way you could take that down by yourself. You will be dead.
0: Uh, my thing is, what are we eating? Because I definitely
1: need some food yeah, in, I'm in my system. Get some carbs in there before that. Oh, yeah. pizza for sure. Yeah.
0: Oh, this sounds... We should do this. We should We should, should literally do it do this. for the audience, like you mentioned. Just for you guys. Yeah. Not for us, because right. I don't really drink that much. No, not at all. But we'll do it for you guys. Also, speaking of drinking, uh, check out our YouTube page, because I'm a huge James Bond fan, mm-hmm. and with a new movie coming out, I got this really cool book where it shows you every James Bond drink, and I've been making some. So I did a dry martini, and today I had my first uh, Tom Collins it was actually pretty good. I, I won't lie to you. It was actually no, really it was, good. No, it was very
1: solid. Yeah. It was a little sugary, a mm-hmm. little tart. If you like gin, you'll like the Tom Collins.
0: If you like Amaretta, where's it, uh, the...
1: The cherries? Yeah, what
0: are they called? Amaria something. dough <laughs> <Amarido>. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever those are. But check that out on our YouTube and Instagram uh, and Twitter, because it'll probably be coming out in social media very soon. Mm-hmm. But sticking up alcohol, Tyler Heineke. Heineke, excuse oh, Tyler me, Heineke, yeah. The, for quarterback, the quarterback for the Washington football team. Heineke. Sounds like Heineken. Mm-hmm. So he was wondering why he doesn't have a sponsorship yet with Heineken. Okay. So he, re- him and his agent, reached out to Heineken, the beer company, to get a sponsorship. They had not returned his calls.
1: So it's he- probably because they haven't heard of him. Because with all due respect <laughs> to you, Tyler Heineke, you're a starting quarterback for a team that most people. Don't think it's very good.
0: Uh, are yeah, they not watching a lot of Old Dominion out. football in the Netherlands? Can't, <laughs> can't, say <laughs> that, can't say that they are. So during a press conference, he went out there and said, hey, maybe I would to switch to Bud Light. And 24 hours later, Bud Light comes out and signs a deal with him. So, look.
1: Hey, good for him. You you're got
0: something about, out of it. You're talking about a, a quarterback that came in as a, what is it, a pandemic quarterback? Essentially, Just yeah. in case, like, he couldn't, like, the regular quarterbacks couldn't go, Alex Smith. Was still injured. Right, he wasn't even the starter this year. Ryan Fitzpatrick was. He gets hurt, and now all of a sudden, He's, as this journeyman,
1: started a playoff game last year for them and played pretty well against Tampa Bay against Tom lo- Brady and the and Bucks. Loss, you know what I mean? So yeah. now
0: it's like, hey, you're the starting quarterback for the Washington football team. Why not get a sponsor yeah. by Bud Light who I also think Budweiser is the official beer of the of NFL so I mean
1: Budweiser like yeah we got some shekels in the corner with the Walter Tyler <laughs> sure why right yeah. not if he wants to wear a hat with the Bud Light logo hey more for us cool
0: That's when I call, that's when I like text my cousin Adrian Yeah. and I'm like hey what do you have And he's like try these new peach seltzer <laughs> Bud Light platinum you're like what he's like do you want them I mean but I guess free it is free, and you know what? I do need something to watch that Sam Adams Utopia down with, Bingo. so I might as well have it. Absolutely. I might as well have them. <laughs> uh, that's actually hilarious. But before we go, I do want to get to this segment. Figs, I need you to grab your stopwatch. Oh, yeah. We do this every show. It's time for our Marvel Minute. As you guys all know, by now, I'm a huge fan of Marvel comic book series. Uh, I love the movies. I like what's going on in Disney Plus. If you haven't been watching any of this stuff on Disney Plus, make sure you watch because WandaVision was nominated, even though they didn't win. Nominated for a couple Emmys. The Falcon and the Winter Soldier was great, and Loki was definitely very good as well. So now, what if just had the new episode drop the other night? So I just want to give you my update on it okay. in this Marvel Minute. Ready? I'm ready.
1: Three, two, one, go.
0: All right. So look, what if this was probably my second favorite episode besides episode two, which was Chadwick Boseman's, But this episode focuses on what if Thor was an only child? So in it, it was fantastic. Thor was also the Norwegian God. He had all his Norse god, uh, yeah, yeah the all, his, and all that stuff. All his powers. But in this one, it was: what if Thor was just the biggest partier, not in the not in the universe, but just in the entire Marvel comic book series? And it was okay. great. He brought in a whole bunch of throwback characters, including the I think it was the 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 guy that uh, Jeff Goldblum played and Thor uh, Ragnarok. The yeah, not yes. the collector that oh. he said. The tour. I can't remember his name, oh. but it was great. Captain Marvel was in it. They got Natalie Portman back. Does this tie into? Does this tie into Thor? Love and Thunder. We don't know yet, but it was great. Howard the Duck was in there. It was nice. like the, all, the ultimate, ultimate party. And that was a great question because how much can a Norris guy drink? So in this episode, lots Tons of laughs. Dang it. Make sure you watch it. Episode seven What If Thor Was An Only Child. It's hilarious. Very, very, very good.
1: Okay. I'll check it out. Very good. I have not gotten any further than the last time I was on. So the first two episodes of What If, I have to have some catching up to do. Oh,
0: such a good show. Yeah. Such a good show. Disney. Obviously, they did a great job on this one, and of course, I can't watch. Wait to see like the Eternals coming out, uh, which comes out in November. Can't wait to see. No way. Our No way home. The no way Spider-Man, guess, Spider-Man movie. Man, yep. Ooh, that looks good. And then, of course, we got I think October first coming up. We got Carnage, Venom. Oh, it's on October first. Okay, I've d- seen more ads for that. The biggest one is they say the universe is expanding. Okay. So I don't know what that. So was that connected
1: to the universe? No
0: one knows because, technically it's owned by Sony, so right. it can't really cross over to the MCU or Disney's MCU. Didn't, so it's like a,
1: Sony have to loan Spider-Man to they Marvel. Sure did. Like it was a whole thing.
0: It's it's a whole thing, and I don't know what's gonna happen, but I'm very very excited. But let me say this: like I like Venom. Tom Hardy's cool. I don't know if I'm rushing to the theater to see this one. Same. Oh, uh, you know me. I don't rush the theater to see true. anything. So if this is on HBO Max in like two weeks, I'm like, Meh. yeah. I'm good. Yeah, yeah. I got my popcorn oh, here.
1: Right. I got my Reese's Pieces. Yeah. I'll I'm turn good. it on yet, but I'm not going to, I'm not spending $17 to go to the movie theater to watch it. That's very no, true. No, thank you.
0: That's very true. Uh, well, guys, that's it for us. We're going to jump off here and watch the end of this Carolina Houston game, which hasn't been great at all. You guys, uh, of course,
1: already know what happened, but don't spoil it for us.
0: Yeah, exactly. Make sure you guys listen, download, like, subscribe. You can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, Stitcher, Google Podcasts. Also, support the YouTube page download it <laughs> subscribe to it share it we need a lot of subscribers also we're on twitter instagram and facebook you can find us at the arrows podcast that's T H E E R O S P O T C A S T. you can find me at chilling with kurt because twitter has too many character limits so i couldn't put chilling with curtis so it's chilling with me. kurt figs where can people find
1: you uh twitter's at kfig one
0: instagram is at kfig there we go. So thank you guys for listening. Make sure you share. We would love to have you guys watch some of our videos. Again, dry martinis, Tom Collins, they were both very good. No Time to Die comes out October 8th. Can't wait to see that one until they we're going to keep posting videos of me making drinks and sometimes failing. <laughs> uh, but make sure you guys listen and download, and we'll see you guys next week. Peace out.